0: Well, hello, family, and welcome back to our podcast, Our Motherhood Mess Unfiltered. Our family, our friends, I would just like to welcome you back. And for our first-time listeners, welcome to the podcast. We are Motherhood Mess Unfiltered, where we literally unravel and unveil the beauty of what seems like a mess while we're doing life, raising a generation of kingdom heirs. I am your coach Janine, alongside with your full-scale warfare strategist, Coach Sakira, and also your heart, your mind, your body, activationalist, Coach Corey Messer. And today, you know, um all this year, um, the Lord has been giving us themes for the month, something that has been happening in our atmosphere. Things that just have this is something God was saying. This is something he needed us to do, you know, because we are literally raising the next generation of kingdom warriors, of kingdom visionaries, of kingdom fighters, of kingdom activationalists. And this is just how God made us and he put us together for it, right? So this month, God gave us a theme and the theme is war over the door, awe and wonder. And so um, as I was thinking of this theme, the Lord was bringing something to me. He kept, he kept saying the same thing to me i wanted to talk about the door i was lord i want to talk about the door there was like no 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 let's talk about the things that have to be in conjunction with the door for i think the lord told me there are two things that come with every door one is a key which is your access and the other is the doorkeeper which is your guide or something the lord gave you in advance that gives you an understanding of the door. Um, a few years ago, and this was probably been a long time ago, but for me, dreams and visions, because I'm a visionary, they are almost always in my psyche, so to speak. So there's like this thing that the Lord just keeps adding on to the progressive re- revelation is what it is. Right. And so I had a dream. I was packing my bags because me and Jesus were going somewhere and Jesus was, telling me we're going to go somewhere. And I was excited. I didn't even know where I was going and I'm putting stuff in a suitcase and I don't even know what these things are. I'm putting in the suitcase, but I don't, I don't understand them. And I'm like, okay, whatever, Jesus, I'm following you. And I turned around and the devil was standing at my door and scared me so bad. I jolted out of my sleep and I immediately got angry because I didn't realize that the devil could scare me so easily from something the Lord told me was mine. And what the Lord told me was at the time I didn't have the key to walk in through that door. And I didn't understand that at the time. And then the Lord kind of took me through an understanding of what keys do when it comes to a doorway, right? Matthew 16. And I believe it is verses 18 through 19, where Jesus is actually talking to Peter and he tells him, that he's going to give him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And at this particular time, I'm almost absolutely sure Peter couldn't have understood what Jesus was talking about. But if you read a little further, the Lord Jesus kind of gives him an understanding of the door he must walk through. He tells him, all the disciples really, he tells them that he's got to suffer all these things and he's got to suffer them at the hands of the Pharisees and the scribes and the judges and these people whom God has put in his doorway. Right. And so as I was thinking about that, I was like, well, Lord, how is it that um, we get the key or we get to understand who the doorkeeper is to certain doors? And the thing about it, there are some doorkeepers who just aren't nice doorkeepers. Right. And so I was talking to the Lord about where is my access? What is my door? What do I, where's my specific thing? Right. Because Lord, you told me to walk through the door. So let's go through the door, but I want to understand my door. Right. And so at the, at this moment in time, the Lord was talking to me about prayer (laughs) and I thought to myself, Oh, that's not a door. Everybody does that. Jesus, you know? And so, But I went and the Lord had to show me specifically so I could understand who I am and not just think to myself, oh, everybody can do what God gave me access to do, which is true. But there is a special place for each one of us in our father's kingdom. And one day I was very frustrated. I had a lot going on in my life with my husband, with my job, with my children, with my parents, with my grandparents, with work in general, just with um, things that just kind of turn into that steaming pot. And then it just kind of takes the the love out of you sometimes. And I sat down to actually fuss at the Lord and I opened my mouth. I got in a quiet space. And when I opened my mouth, I realized because the Lord gave me access that I was somewhere I'm not normally at. And what I learned is God gave me access to certain things in prayer because this is my happy place, right? I I, <laughs> I get into my space with Jesus and all of a sudden nothing else and nobody else matters. And like it's almost like the world is gone for a few minutes while I'm talking to my dad, right? And so I had to understand that this is a place where God gave me access to. It may not be a place I can put my hands and my feet on. It may not be a place where I can reach in and actually pull a thing out with my hands. But with my mouth, I can speak a thing and watch the Lord do things, right? I can watch him uh, uh, do things for my family or do things for my friends. And so at that moment in time, I had to learn that the war over that door for me was frustration. The enemy would try to get me so frustrated that I stopped praying That I stopped seeking God's advice, that I stopped becoming who I was supposed to be for somebody else as well. Because sometimes as a prayer warrior or, or as an intercessor or someone who just seeks God in general, you can become a doorway for someone else, which then you have become a doorkeeper. And I'm like, "Okay, Jesus, I'm starting to get this thing. I'm starting to understand what my door is all about, and why it is important for me to actually have the key to my door and not let the enemy steal it from me through frustrations and through just life balls that happen all the time where the enemy throws a bomb at you and and your whole life becomes really messy for a season just based on you trying to pick up the pieces of what happened in your life, but even in that place." I still was able to pray and to ask God for a thing. And here's the funny thing about that. You know, the Lord told me something when I was a child, I didn't understand. As I become older and closer to my fifties now, I understand what he said. And he said this, these words to me, they were plain as day. He said, once I open your eyes, I will never shut them. And this is a doorway. God allows me to see certain things. He allows me to visualize them through my heart where he meets me right and in in this place is where the enemy fights me the greatest in a dream and in a vision because these are the two things that god created all things Right. From the unknown, from the unseen, from a place where we couldn't actually put our eyes on. But because he made things, we know what kind of things he has visualized for us because we see what he has made for us. And so I had to understand that. Okay, God, I understand that you are giving me access to my door. I need to stop complaining about all of the things around the door, because what does the Bible say right before he told Peter, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven? He said, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What does that mean? Is that the gates of hell are going to fight for your door and they're going to fight for your access to your door. And they're going to fight for you to be the doorkeeper for another person who's learning how to get access to their door, who's learning how to put the key in the door, who's learning these types of things. Right. And so. With that being said, as a visionary, I had to understand where my where my domain was, where my door was, and why the fight was so great for me to shut my eyes, because God opened them. And when he opened them, he said, I'm not going to close them. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to understand warfare. I'm going to need you to understand some things. And before you walk through this door, and that's why he had to lean me to it one step at a time, is because I had to understand who I was. I had to understand why I was. I had to understand why I always hear things in prayer, and and the Lord shows you little things at a time, right? And so I say that from the visionary point of view. I'm going to allow Coach Sekira to come in and give you the strategy for all the great things that God has just been talking to her about. And so, with that being said, Coach Sekira, take us away.
1: This is Coach Sakira Baez, and I'm so excited to be here today. And I thank each and every person who listens to this broadcast and um, tunes in and taps in into everything that we say. And as we relay the message, so to speak, the way that we hear and see and feel it. So as, as I came across this month, uh, several months ago, the Lord revealed to me what would happen in this month uh, um, as, as someone who has vision as well. And with that, he showed me a door that was, it was wide open and he showed me through signs and wonders. Um, I I was released a key in 2018 from my grandfather who passed away in June, and that's actually the in June of this year is when God showed me the vision of what was supposed to be happening in this month. I had forgotten that I had received a key from my grandfather in 2018, and actually on this exact day, believe it or not. And so if you don't believe that there. Is a God in heaven who is very strategic. um, You've been misled, (laughs) so I want to encourage you that He is very strategic and He is He is always on time and we are never late, even when we perceive or the enemy tries to come in and try and condemn us that that somehow we're we missed it. (laughs) So anyway, with that being said, though the Lord showed me this door and the door was already open because I already and when I asked him why the door was open he said because you already had the key so you already opened the door and on the other side of this door I could see just awe and wonder like there was no way to describe in words everything that I saw and it was because it wasn't just for me it was for many people and um he reminded me though that um in Ephesians 6 12 <laughs> like let's not let's not get entangled in so much awe and wonder that we forget that there's there's giants sometimes in our promised land, right? When the Israelites crossed over, they, were, they still had to fight the giants. So in Ephesians 6:12, and just because you've come to the door doesn't necessarily mean you're, the enemy just lets you walk right through it. Amen? So in Ephesians 6:12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This passage emphasizes that our battles go beyond the physical realm. They delve into a spiritual dimension. And just as military generals assess their enemies and devise strategic plans, we too must recognize that these spiritual forces are at play and be equipped. But I would also remind you that you have already been equipped. Like just, uh, and, and if you're not familiar with the story of jail in the Bible, um, Deborah, who I'm sure that you have probably heard of was a prophet and the, the captain of the Israelite armies came to her and said, Hey, we're going to go head into this battle. Are we going to win? And she said, yes, thus saith the Lord, you <laughs> will win, you know, more or less. And he said, Oh, well, wait a minute. I see the call of God on you and, and I, I I'm a little scared about this because we are, we aren't exactly. Um, I, this battle isn't necessarily in our favor, even though you're saying that the Lord is on our side. And, uh, so I'm going to need you to go with us. <laughs> and she said, okay, well, because of this, the battle will be handed o- over to a woman. And that woman was jail. And what, what happened was, is that the enemy armies was handed to her. She was faithfully serving her family. She was cooking, cleaning, doing all the things that we mothers do for our children, right? And the enemy showed up at her doorstep. And not only was she able to take care of him, she gave, she could have acted out of foolishness, right? And turned him away and, but she was in the know. She knew what was going on. She had a strategy, a heavenly strategy that I believe the Holy Spirit imparted to her. God himself imparted that strategy to her to act in kindness and wisdom and invite him in and serve him just to take advantage of the situation and drive a stake through his head. And so I would encourage you that if you will lean in, like we talked in last month, if you will lean in and listen, you will know the strategy of the Lord and you will know how to properly and strategically take advantage of your enemy. Amen. So with that, let's, the next scripture that the Lord showed me is that as we're warring over the door, that there's a profound significance we find in Revelation 3.20. It says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And so this portrays Jesus. As a warrior knocking on the door of our hearts and by opening that door, we allow him to enter our lives and fight the battles on our behalf and with us. We come alongside him. So, and just as Janine was talking about praying, oh my goodness, we cannot neglect that relationship with the Lord of pressing in and showing up in, in our everyday lives of mess and motherhood right and just saying you know what jesus i need you in these moments i feel kind of out of whack this transition it it seems to be lacking in some way but i'm not going to stand back from all that you have for me so remember that you can determine the outcome by allowing Christ to enter your heart and he can transform those battles into victories and that's absolutely what he wants to do. And so then the other scripture that he gave me was Psalm 111 verse 10. You don't you really love all those ones? There's four ones in there. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and all who follow his precepts have good understanding. And this verse helps cultivate a sense of awe in our relationship with the divine, with the divine God that we serve that leads to wisdom and understanding. And as we experience that awe and wonder, we can experience through nature and art and profound moments of revelation with our children. And just as warriors might stand in awe of their surroundings before battle, we too can stand in awe of the majesty of creation and the mysteries of faith. I want to share with you just a just a quick little snippet of testimony. Today, I uh, I had been looking for a little playhouse for my son, who's now twenty months old. He's engaging in in pretend play and things like that. And his little slide that was good for him when he was a year old is no longer serving its purpose, so to speak. So I had been kind of watching for a a bigger slide for him to play on because he really loves the outdoors. And I, but at the same time, I am, if you're on the motherhood mess page, we have been doing a 40 day fast. So the Lord told me I wasn't allowed to buy anything for 40 days. Even if it was the greatest deal on earth, if it was not necessary, I did not need it until after the 40 days was over. And so being obedient i just kind of watching and scanning playing with fire if you will you know and going oh well maybe because i know that his birthday is coming up in december and christmas and so i always watch for my mother so that she can purchase things as well and so i was like well i won't buy it but i'll let her buy it if if i run across a really good deal because sometimes people get rid of things as the fall comes into play right well the Lord in His wisdom and knowledge and understanding, every time I would ask about something, it had already been bought or purchased. And I was like, okay, God, I see you. I'll get off of Facebook and marketplace and things like that. Right. And, um, sure enough, I was running after our dog who had gotten loose today and one of my neighbors down the street was getting rid of exactly what I was looking for, a playhouse and a slide that were in perfect condition. And I was like, I walked up to the door and I was like, are you giving those things away because they were in great condition? And he was like, yeah, if you'll take them, that would be awesome. I was like, yes, Jesus, you're all over this. And he he told me, he said, I didn't want you searching for those things because I already knew I had those things in place for you. I just needed you to show up. And so I would encourage you during this season, if you will just continue showing up, and what may seem just being steadfast, and what may seem be just being faithful, and what may seem just being obedient, God will bring you through to that awe and wonder, and it will be exceedingly more abundantly than you could ask or imagine. Because I was even looking at pink houses for my son, you know, hoping to get a, a, a deal because maybe not everybody wants a pink house. And I got a little pirate ship house, playhouse instead. And I'm like, Jesus, if I could have picked something, this would have been it for my son. And so God's like, I am in the details. I am in every detail of this season of awe and wonder and you stepping up and stepping into everything that I have for you. Another scripture that God gave me about this, this intersection of warfare and and awe and wonder was uh Second Chronicles twenty fifteen. Um and and it was guidance from Jehaziel. I probably said his name wrong. But this is what the Lord says to you do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but it is God's. Know that if God has called you to it, he will bring you through it. All you have to do is recognize that the battle is not solely yours, but it is God's as well. And when we combine our understanding With the awe and wonder we experience in our faith journey, we gain a sense of humility and reliance on God and his ability and our ability to face these challenges with a different perspective. Sometimes we just need that perspective shift. We need to shift that lens. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God wants you to be able to testify. He didn't bring you here And this is one of the things that the Lord was reminding me of today. He said, you would not be ready for the battles you're facing right now had you not gone through the battles you have been through before, because that's what helped fortify your armor. That's what helped strengthen you for this season and for this reason. If you had never picked up the sword to begin to fight in the past, you wouldn't be ready for the the onslaught of the battle that is before you. But you're not alone. You are not alone. He is going with you. He is for you and not against you. And um, Psalm forty six five it says, "With God, God is within her; she cannot fail." I am telling you, woman of God, with God who is within you, you will not fail. This is not a this is not a test to make you fail. This is not a test to make you fall on your face. This is a test to bring you closer into the the purpose that God has for you, so that you not only are bringing glory to His name, but you're helping others resonate with hope. And knowing that if you can make it, they can make it. And with that, I'm going to turn you over to Corey.
2: Hello, hello, mamas. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. You know, God had given me some uh, stuff to share with you, and I was so excited about it. But I was like, Lord... I don't really know how this is going to fit in. And uh, one of the people that God brought to mind for me was JL. And then, of course, Sakira <laughs> is talking about JL. And so I absolutely love that. Um, but as coach Janine and coach Sakira said, welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have you here. We are just pumped about what God is doing. You know, he's really been so faithful to give us something new to focus on um, for every single month. And we are in full expectation that that will continue um, at least as long as he wants it to until we shift. And so with that, I'm going to dive right in. So God was talking to coach Janine about the door and needing the key and, you know, all the things that she shared in the beginning, which was absolutely amazing. And what God had shared with me specific to the door was the hinge. And that on a door, I actually saw um, what I think is like a standard sized door. And so you typically have two hinges with that. And a hinge can generally go one of two ways. You can either have the door come in towards you. For example, my front door, I open it up to receive a guest or it can go out. So when I go into my bathroom, I walk into the bathroom, the door hinges into the bathroom itself. Um, So there's one in and one out. And I believe it was secure that the Lord was speaking to about inviting Jesus into your heart. And so just like the front door of my house, the hinge comes in when I am inviting a guest in. That is a position of reception, right? You are receiving a guest into your home. And it's very important for us because when we are in a posture of prayer, and I believe Janine was talking about that when we are in a posture of prayer, we want to make sure that we're not just releasing up to God, but that we pause and we're also receiving what he has for us. Um, and that's very important because a lot of times I will hear mama say, you know, I feel like I'm doing all the things right. We get a little bit works oriented. I'm doing all the things. I'm sitting down and, you know, praying for 10 minutes in the morning. Check the box. I'm sitting down and I'm taking a midday pause. Check the box. I'm sitting down and reading my devotional mid-afternoon. Check the box. I'm sitting down and praying over my children at night before I go to bed. Check the box. But it becomes very much that about checking the box. And if we're really inviting God into our heart, if we're really inviting his presence into our posture, it's going to be a whole lot less about checking the box and it's going to be a whole lot more about checking in with him. And so it's very important because as we are talking about war over the door, awe and wonder, the way that we are able to experience the awe and wonder of the Lord is to know what is of the Lord. And the way that we know things are of the Lord is we spend time in his presence to know what would be consistent with his character. We spend time in his Word so that we can know what will be consistent with his word. And so with that, I just encourage you to really step into this season, you know, step into this month and think about the door and have it open up in a way that invites God into your experience, into your heart. Receive everything he has for you because he has prepared it for you. Uh, you know, just like Sakira's beautiful testimony, God had that little playset for her son prepared for them. And so sometimes we get so busy in checking our own man made boxes for man's approval, which is a real thing for us as, as women, right? Um, of, of human beings who have sinful nature. It's part of our nature. It's, it's a real thing for us to do things um, from a perspective of uh, getting the approval of man. And I just encourage you to shift that. It's never too late. It's never too late. So that's the first thing: is hinging inward and from a posture of receiving Jesus into your heart. Uh, the other side is to hinge out. And uh, when I was, you know, talking to God about this, it was all about this being a position of pursuit, right? So you better believe it. <laughs> if I use the bathroom example, when I'm going into the bathroom, I am pursuing that space for a specific purpose, right? You might be going into the shower to clean your body. You might be taking a potty break to cleanse the body. You might be going in front of your mirror to wash your face, right? And why do I say those things? It's to wash yourself, to cleanse yourself, to wash your face, to purify your face. Because when, even when we're going into battle mamas, even when we're, we're hinging out, right? We're in that position of pursuit. Even when we're going out, we're entering into a place of battle. We do that by carrying Jesus in our heart. We do that by having Holy Spirit in our heart so that we are tuned into his ways so that we can battle according to his will so that we are a kingdom ambassador representing, representing him very well with excellence in and on the battlefield. Because when we do that, we realize that we will war more effectively. And this is where JL came in. And if you, uh, you know, I was actually introduced to jail about a year ago where I did any type of deep dive study on her. And, uh, you know, when you say her name, it feels like you should say like, like a, a war cry, almost like Jaya, you know, because if you know anything about her, I believe it was Sisera is how you say his name. Um, but, uh, Sekira had shared a little bit about, you know, what she did. She knew she wasn't going to beat him physically. She just knew that wasn't going to happen. And so she had to be very courageous and and by courageous, I mean willing to do something different. So she had to tap into the wisdom that she got from Holy Spirit and be creative in the way that she was going to be victorious over this opportunity that she had, um, you know, kind of that was presented before her. And that was she used something outside of a normal physical strategy. And Coach Sakira talked about this a little bit. But basically what she used was the fact that he trusted women you <laughs> And so, this is also why it is so important to ha- welcome Jesus into your heart, partner with Holy Spirit in all aspects of your life. Because when you do that, you get this this divine revelation, right? You get these these supernatural golden nuggets to implement in the natural world, and they just absolutely dominate. And so, it's interesting, right? Janine is a seer, and so God will speak to her with supernatural strategies um, through vision and that sort of thing. Sekira, God really speaks to her in a number of different ways. But when I was talking to God, I was like, God, what do you want me to highlight about Sekira? And he was saying that, you know, just like with Janine, the enemy will try to come at her through visions and and through her eyes, if you will. He will try to come at Sekira because of some of her previous experiences through people, what people are saying or doing, right? And Sekira continues to walk in partnership with Holy Spirit in her heart so that she can be victorious in the situation And know that her now experience is rooted in Heavenly Father consistently having her covered, not in what somebody has done to her previously. And for me, it comes in the form of my voice. I am a teacher. um, And for many years, there was, I felt like there was this assault on my voice. Well, now I have understanding because when I invited Holy Spirit into my heart and I began to listen and become aware, I realized that my voice is such a weapon. Against the kingdom of darkness. So, of course, there would be an assault on that, right? And so, it's so important again when we are talking about war over the door, it is so important for us to know that we are all warriors, but there are different ways that we can choose to engage in the battlefield. And I want to talk just a little bit about this awe and wonder side of things. But before I do that, a little side note I recently ordered a prayer oil and it's called JL. And on there, it's got like this green label. And it came real full circle for me. Uh, interesting enough, the label is circular, but it's got green on there. And I don't even actually know what kind of fruit is on there. But I know it reminds me of cucumber melon. <laughs> for those of you that lived in the 90s, um, it reminds me of that cucumber melon scent. And it's interesting, right? Because she was such a warrior but there was this this uh fruity sweetness if you will that she used to draw Sisera to her um when she was in his presence and again that was using that he trusted women Right. And so when I, when I'm using that prayer oil, um, I, I'm just very much reminded of the sweetness that we have in relationship with Heavenly Father, but how we are equipped for battle and war. And you know, that, um, that prayer oil, um, I kept thinking, again, I don't know what's on the label, but I kept thinking it was like cucumbers and it was melons because cucumber melon is what it smelled like. And both cucumbers and melons are very saturated in water. And so when you partner with with Holy Spirit and you say, yes, come into my heart and I want to partner with you in all of these ways that I'm rising up and I'm stepping out in battle. When you do that, you get that life-giving water that runs down to you, right? We want to focus on our vertical relationship with Heavenly Father before our horizontal relationships here on earth. And so just imagine yourself being filled with the heavenly um, overflow. right that life giving water from heaven and then it can overflow into all those relationships around you and as you do that you will be aware you'll have a heightened awareness of the awe and wonder that is available to us because what you may or may not know is that about our earthly vision and senses but specifically our eyes is that the the natural world color spectrum we really can only see such a small percentage of that And so you can go deep dive study on that. If you want us to do some sort of a podcast episode, just let us know in the comments. But we only see such a small percentage of that spectrum. And so that's part and just another reason why we get to partner with Heavenly Father, because he he sees things that we don't see in the natural world, right? And if we could do it all on our own, mamas, then we would have no need for Heavenly Father. And so thanks be to God that he allows us to partner with all of his goodness and not just do it on our own. And so if I could summarize this for you, I would say this, when you have a door that hinges in to receive, just know that you can slam that door shut and you don't have to receive everything that shows up at that door. But that is going to require you to be partnering with Jesus in all the ways that you're showing up. So you have the discernment to know, yes, I get to receive this thing or I get to reject this thing. But always, always, always receive Jesus into your heart. And when you're going out on the battlefield and you're going out and you're engaging and you have the uh, door that hinges out, right, and you are in pursuit of righteous justice or whatever that thing is, um, you want to make sure that you tap into Holy Spirit within you as you go out and engage on the battlefield um, on behalf of Heavenly Father because you want to rise up and represent him well. But above and beyond everything else, just know that there is so much more that we have not seen that we have not encountered. Um, and God wants to take you deeper. He wants to call you deeper. And so I'm going to leave you with this last little bit. And that is this. Be encouraged and know that Heavenly Father is always there. He is always available for you. And I want you to be activated in going to Heavenly Father and having a conversation with him and say, God, what do you have for me right now? Where are you asking me to show up right now? What door have you prepared for me right now, God? And I want to open that up and receive what's on the other side, or I want to walk through it. But either way, I want to do it with you, Holy Spirit, in my heart, because you know that is the way that you are going to be the most equipped. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and send it back over to Coach Janine.
0: Well, let me me just say, I have all, of course, after I listen to both you ladies talk, I always get all the feels and I I get all emotional, but I just want to say this. The more I heard you ladies talking, the more I heard it is time to tap in because trust and obedience is the key to certain doors. Right. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm listening. Talk to me, Lord, talk to me. And, um, Sakura said something that really stood out from the battlefield to victory. And Corey said something, and I love the way she said it when she was talking about checking the box. And then she said, eventually, when you get to this point where it is, it becomes less and less about checking the box, it becomes more and more about checking in with God. And why is that important? And, you know, the Lord reminded me of something, Um, you know, when when God gives you an understanding. Micah 7, 8 says this, rejoice not over me, oh, my enemy, because when I fall, I will rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And here's the thing about people who don't know the father. That is why, and this is why it is so important to tap in, to let the father into your heart, to let him into your every decision making process to into your thoughts, into the things that you want for your life. God, is this of you? Is it not? The reason it is so important is because when people don't have the light, they grab at anything. And if it's not the light, whatever they grab onto, that's where they're going. So, you don't even see where you're going because the father has not given you insight for that thing. Right. And so it is very important. and, And here's a little bit of a visual. The Lord has reminded me of a time I was at work and I was talking to a coworker and I heard nothing she said. And the reason I heard nothing she said is because the Lord showed me a little doorway into the future. And I didn't know that's what it was at the time. But I saw this certain coworker stuffing bags of fluid in a cabinet. About 60 days went by after this day. I wrote that down. And this is what I told the Lord, Lord, when it becomes irrelevant for whatever I need this information for, remind me of it. And a few, what, 60 days went by or so. And I had another coworker call me who was about to get fired because they thought she had put a certain amount of bags in one cabinet, which were the wrong things. And they were about to give them to a patient, which would have killed them. And the Lord reminded me, reminded me, remember what I showed you? That is who did that. And what happened is, is that I have to be the doorway of, or I'll say this, the doorkeeper to this person's job based on the information the Lord allowed me to be privy to and I did not get the key to that door until it became the the moment in time where that person needed to walk through that door, right? And here's the funny thing. When you're dealing with that, here comes the gates of hell. Oh, you better not say nothing. You're going to get fired. Oh, you better not tell her she did that. You sure the Lord showed you that? The gates of hell were trying, And and here's the thing. I had to understand that just like Sakira said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, Lord, I fear you. I want to do what you told me to do. He says, then trust me. Okay, Lord, I trust you. And believe me and be obedient. If I am obedient to the key that gives access to the door, I allow another person to live the life God has asked them to live. Why? Because my place, my doorway is for God to interject into somebody else's life. Right. And so at that moment in time where I just, I can, it's almost like I can hear the people saying, even though I'm sitting in darkness, I'm about to make a comeback because I'm coming with the Lord. I'm walking through my door. Right. And, and the last thing I want to say is this, because of course I have to tell you the end of it. Right. So remember I said in the beginning, the dream I had where I had my suitcase packed, and I went to that door and the devil was standing in it and he scared me right up out of my dream, right? Uh when <laughs> when a few years went by, I had that exact same dream again. And the funny thing is this is that the Lord showed me what was in my suitcase. He began to show me it was my spiritual gift. It was my prayer language. It was how I sought him. It was because my my yes when I gave it to God was a full yes. It wasn't I might, I will. I could I, I, It was, Lord, this is what it is because I done tried everything else and you are where it's at. This is what we're going with, right? So I dreamed that dream again. And when I dreamed it this time, I turned around and that devil was standing in the doorway. I threw my suitcase at him. And it knocked him out the way, and I walked right through the door. And with that being said, I will say this. Happy Memorial, not Memorial Day, but Happy Labor Day. I love the fact that all of this came on today, which is, I think, September the 4th, which is Labor Day. And it is the day that we celebrate what workers have done to contribute to the prosperity of this country, which is what we do for the kingdom of heaven. And I just want to say that I love you guys, that we all came together today on this holiday just to say we love you. We bless you with all the things that God has given to you. May your doors swing wide open. May the Lord show you what keys he gave you. May the Lord show you how he fashioned you. May the Lord show you what doorway it is and which way it swings to you, whether it swings in or whether it swings out, whether you are receiving or whether you are giving. And with that being said, we love you. You awesome wonderful mamas. May God bless you and keep you. May he make his wonderful countenance to shine upon you and give you peace. Until next time, we Love you and be blessed.